So I return to Genesis chapter 26. So we're going through Genesis, you'll see chapter upon chapter dedicated to men like Abraham and then Jacob. Isaac gets one whole chapter, so. So we will be reading the, the entire chapter, uh, Genesis 26. Uh, please, please turn and when you find a place, stand for the reading of God's word. Now there was a famine in the land, besides the former famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Gerar, to Abimelech, king of the Philistines. And the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Dwell in the land of which I shall tell you. Sojourn in this land, and I will be with you, and I will bless you. For to you and to your offspring I will give all these lands, and I will establish the oath that I swore to Abraham your father. I will multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven, and I will give you to your offspring all these lands. And in your offspring all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. So Isaac settled in Gerar, when the men of the place asked him about his wife. He said, She is my sister. For he feared to say my wife, thinking lest the men of the place should kill me because of Rebekah, because she was very attractive in appearance. When he had been there a long time, Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked out a window and saw Isaac laughing with Rebekah, his wife. So Abimelech caused Isaac and said, Behold, she is your wife. How then could you say, She is my sister? Isaac said to him, Because I thought, lest I die because of her. Abimelech said, What is this that you have done to us? One of the people might easily have lain with your, lo- your wife, and you, have been, and you would have brought guilt upon us. So Abimelech warned all the people, saying, Whoever touches this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. And Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in that same year a hundredfold. The Lord blessed him, and the man became rich and gained more and more until he became very wealthy. He had possessions of flocks and herds and many servants, so that the Philistines envied him. Now the Philistines had stopped and filled with earth all the wells that his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham his father. And Abimelech said to Isaac, Go away from us, for you are much mightier than we. So Isaac departed from there and encamped in the valley of Gerar and settled there. And Isaac dug again the wells of water that had been dug in the days of Abraham his father, when the Philistines had stopped after the death of Abraham, and he gave them the names that his father had given them. When Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found there was a well of spring water, the herdsmen of Gerar quarreled with Isaac's herdsmen, saying, The water is ours, so he called the name of the well Essek, because they contended with him. Then they dug another well, and they quarreled over that also, so he called its name Sitna, and he moved from there and dug another well. And they did not quarrel over it, so he called its name Rehoboth, saying, For now the Lord has made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. From there he went up to Beersheba, and the Lord appeared to him that same night and said, I am the God of Abraham your father, fear not, for I am with you and I will bless you and multiply your offspring for my servant Abraham's sake. So he built an altar there and called upon the name of the Lord and pitched his tent there. And there Isaac's servants dug a well. When Abimelech went to him from Gerar with Ahuzah, his advisor, and Phicol, the commander of his army, Isaac said to them, why have you come to see me, seeing that you hate me and have sent me away from you? They said, We plainly see that the Lord has been with you. So we said, Let there be a sworn pact between us, between you and us, and let us make a covenant with you, that you will do us no harm, just as we have not touched you and have done, have done to you nothing but good, and have sent you away in peace. You are the blessed of the Lord. So he made them a feast, and they ate and drank. In the morning they rose early and exchanged oaths, and Isaac went up sent them on their way, and they departed from him in peace. The same day Isaac's servants came and told him about the well that they had dug, and said to him, We have found water. He called it Sheba, 
Therefore the name of the city is Beersheba to this day. When Esau was forty years old, he took Judith, the daughter of Beeri, the Hittite, to be his wife, and Basemeth, the daughter of Elon, the Hittite, and they made life bitter for Isaac and Rebekah. Amen. You may be seated. It's reading of the word. There's some very interesting, interesting things going on here. If you remember from Abraham, there's a point in time where he goes down to Egypt. He flees from the land that God has told him he's going to inherit. Why does he go down to Egypt? Same way just about everybody goes down to Egypt. There's a famine. They're in trouble. The rain's not coming. The grass's not growing. The crops can't be harvested. Most of all, the sheep can't eat. You know, he, he was a, as a shepherd, he, he needed to be able to provide for his, his flock. And so he goes down to Egypt. And so here we have his son Isaac doing the exact same thing. And well, this is the land that God has promised. So let's go over here because it's not going so well. So he go, tries to go down to Egypt and God actually stops Isaac from going down to Egypt. But Isaac doesn't go back to the place he, he should have been right away. He, he is faced with the same temptations of his father. Many of us, we will be faced with the very same temptations that the generation before us was faced with. And this is the reality. Our enemy, the devil, he has no new tricks. He knows your weaknesses because they're the weaknesses of every human. He knows what worked with your daddy, so he's going to try it with you. He knows what, uh, what got your mama, so he's going to try it with you. Understand that the devil doesn't change. If you see someone making a mistake, don't make the same mistake twice. You know, I often will watch my, uh, my daughter's karate practices, and the teacher has one, one simple rule. It says, if I correct one of you, I'm actually correcting all of you. Don't make me stop, stop practice again to correct someone else for the same mistake. We should not be making the mistakes that we see others making. We should not be making the mistakes a generation ago made. You know, and the generation from, uh, generation from now should not make the same mistakes we made. We know who our enemy is. We know the traps he lays before us. And we know how to defeat that trap. We need to go before the Lord in prayer. We need to, to be where God's presence is. We need to be in our word, as we discussed this morning. But what we see with Isaac, he, he ventures off. And if you were to look at the map, the place, the, the Gerar Valley, the place that he goes to is on the border of his old country. It's not quite in the old country. He's not directly disobeying God, but it's kind of like being in the world. He, he's being as close to the world as he can because these are the people that are like him. He's not the foreigner among them. He's a foreigner where, he, where God has put him. And so what, what we have to see here is that Isaac the pilgrim, he likes to be comfortable. He doesn't like to go places that make him uncomfortable. He likes that those comfort zones, and we all have those. But if God has told you to stay here, to stay where God blessed Abraham, we need to stay there. If God has told you that, brother or sister, I'm going to bless you and I'm going to give you this, stay here until I tell you to go somewhere else, you need to listen. Isaac didn't listen and he gets himself in trouble. And he repeats his father's sin, the, the half lie, if you will. And this, and this one is even worse than... Uh, and then Abraham's, because Abraham's technically wasn't a lie on the most technical of terms. You know, he might have got away with it in a courtroom, but, you know, most, most people would have saw, saw through what he was doing. But, you know, Isaac has the same issue. Like, you know, I, I guess the, uh, the wealth of Abraham and Isaac, they, they were able to attract very 
uh, attractive women to the point where they're like, if I go somewhere, they're going to kill me just to take my wife. You know, this is the, the, the scripture that we re read here. And we, we need to understand that this is, this is cowardice by Isaac. We've gone over this before with Abraham, and we'll re-harp re it too much. But we need to tell the truth. We need to be people who, who are going to stand on, on the word of God and stand up for his truth. You know, how, how can Isaac tell someone about, about the God of Abraham, what he's done for them, if he's going around lying to people about who his, who his bride is, not really willing to even acknowledge her as his wife, saying, this is my sister. We've joked before, said, you know, husbands, good luck trying to introduce your wife as your sister. You're going to be in some physical pain really quickly. You know, we, we never should be in the habit of justifying lying. Lying is deceitful. Who is the father of all lies? Satan. Satan. So are we going to be like our father? The question is, who is your father? If your father is Jesus, the man who never told a lie, or is your father the devil who, who is constantly lying, always a liar? He knows nothing else. So we need to come together. We need to make sure we, we are truthful people. We are people of integrity. Recognize that God's presence in our lives compels us to refuse to compromise the sin. And then this is what happened with Isaac. As, as he got closer to that border and farther away from where God had intended him to be, he starts to compromise to the point where he's not even acknowledging the, the woman that God provided to be his wife. You know, Rebecca was his Eve. You know, Rebecca was the one chosen. You know, remember the, um, a few weeks ago, the, the servant went and he prayed that God would show the one. And God showed the wife that was to be his. Man, you, you don't get a second wife in this life. You get the one that, that God has, has placed there for you. Cherish her. Now she is your queen. Treat her like a princess. She is the one that God has blessed you with. Don't ever call her your sister. Don't ever let me hear that. The reality is, wherever God is, He will not tolerate sin in His presence. Until you, you want to make God angry, sin in His house. This is, where, this is God's house. This is where His presence dwells. He dwells inside of all of us. When we get together and worship, and if we are not clearing our hearts before we come and worship, we're not preparing our, our minds, we're not renewing our minds and doing that, those proper steps that we do in worship, we will anger God. We will deal with the wrath of God in doing so. You, know, you don't want to be like Isaac and, and Abraham in this. This is a point they did not get right. They get a lot right. Let's remember, Isaac is the one who is offered as a sacrifice. And he does not protest. But at the same time, he is very human. The flesh kicks in and says, the rain's not coming, I, I gotta move. This was a common thing. That's why the, much of that region, for still to this day, is are, are very nomadic people. Because the rain's not coming, we gotta feed the animals. If the animals don't get fed, we can't sell the, the produce we get from them. And so they would wander around, go from place to place, wherever the rains would fall. But God said, no, I'm going to give you the place that is, is um, stricken by famine right now. If God is telling you to wait, to, to be here, even if it's hard, even if the resources are scarce, trust Him. God is in us. God is with you. God is for you. At the end of the day, who, who is more blessed? Abimelech, the king, or Isaac? Isaac, the shepherd. 
who 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 is sent? Isaac when when he's out there when he when he turns back and acknowledges God and he's very pleased to hear that the promise of Abraham has been given down to Isaac now that all nations through Isaac will be blessed. Amen. That's what the Word of God says. And they, they start to go into this where they're fighting over wells. These are wells that Abraham and his servants had dug. These were wells that belonged to Abraham. And what do the people do with that land? They did not like Isaac. They did not like to see how God was blessing them. So they made life rough. And so they fill up the wells. I need to remind you, he, he left this area because of the drought. And, and he needs wells to be able to survive. He needs that water. And his enemies are filling it in. You may have enemies that are making life difficult. You may have people in your life that are filling up the, your wells, the, the places of your resources, the blessings. But understand that God is for you. And God's desire is for you to rely on Him, not on the wells built by the generation before you. We can't depend on, on uh, the way things were done a generation ago. We can't depend on the, the things that, that were used then because my faith is not my father's faith. So as I said this morning, the faith that was established a generation ago, we praise God for it. It has built the foundations for this church that we're in now and, and uh, for many churches across this land. But at, at the same time, we must realize that the faith must be our own. We're going to have to dig our own wells. Digging wells was a hard job. And you would have to dig these wells 15, 20 feet deep. And guess what? More often than not, when you dig that well, guess what doesn't come out? Water. Ever been digging so long and then it's like, I've been going at this so long, there's better be water down here. And you get it, and there's no water down there. Now think about how Isaac felt. He, he knew where the wells were, and he would go and they'd dig, and, and then the, 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 the shepherds of Gerar would come and say, No, these are our wells. They belong to us. Knowing that God has told you they belong to you. And that they one day will be yours. Now does Isaac go into battle and you know, start a war with these men? No. He moves on. He trusts God to provide and God does provide. And eventually, th through a little bit of stubbornness, but eventually God gets Isaac to move back to where he belongs. What happens once he moves back to Beersheba? What happens to Isaac? What's the word say? And God appears to Isaac and says, I am the God of your father, Abraham. When he's in God's presence, who speaks to Isaac? God speaks to Isaac when he's, he's in God's will, when he's in God's presence. Where he's in the place that God has told him to be. Too often we'll, I hear people like, God doesn't speak to me. God speaks. He really speaks. Read his word. He speaks very clearly, very loudly. But oftentimes what happens, we go over here and say, I, God, I know you want me behind that pulpit, but I'm going to go over here because it's a little bit more comfortable. As a preacher, it's a lot more comfortable watching other people preach. But this is not what God has told me to be. He's not going to speak to me over here. If where you are now is not where God has told you to be, don't expect to hear from God. You need to submit to God's will. You need to be obedient. To, to humble yourself and say, God, is this where you want me? Because if you are where God wants you, He's going to speak. 
And it is going to be great. It's also going to be scary because he's going to tell you things to do. And you may not always like that. Go ahead. My wife tried to enjoy a nap this, this afternoon. But she didn't get, get maybe more than two minutes of sleep and we had a knock on the door. There are times that will inter interrupt your lives where God says, I need you to get up and I need you to serve. Amen. Always be willing to do so. You know, we, we didn't know what was going to happen this afternoon. And I, I know others have, have seen neighbors pass away this week. Things that are hard. But God has placed you in their lives for a reason. You are not where you live on accident. If you are where God has told you to be, He will speak to you. As He spoke to Isaac. As He's spoken to us in the past. He will speak again. But you need to be where God wants you to be. And where, where He wants you to be may be a time of waiting. Maybe a time of a place that you're not that comfortable in. It is clear that Isaac was not really comfortable where he was. And, and when we look over what, what happens at the very end, it's very easy to overlook these, uh, these verses, but he talks about the, um, the woe of the oath. As long as he was away from Canaan, Isaac would have conflict. But he went back to Beersheba. It was the well of oath. That is what he named it. But it doesn't mean it was smooth sailing for Isaac from then on there. What are, what are the very last chapters of the chapter of Isaac? How does it end? Esau takes two brides and made life very difficult for Isaac and Rebekah. Any parents ever deal with that? The child gets married and their spouse makes life difficult for you? That is what happened with Isaac. The man of, of, that has God's promise. The man that will inherit all the land. That will have uh, so many uh, children to be like the sands of the sea and the stars in the sky. Here he is. He has two sons. Esau and Jacob. He loves Esau. But Esau is married some ungodly women. Esau didn't wait for, for, for God to say, These are, this is the, the wife that you should have. He goes and takes not one, but two women from outside the promise. And it makes life very difficult for Isaac and Rebecca. And we can start to see, saw a little bit last week from their birth, why Rebecca favors Jacob. We can start to see this tension building between, between the parents over their children, over the inheritance, over the promise. You know, understand, you may have a daddy or a mommy like Isaac, or you may be Isaac, and you're looking at your children saying, why don't they get it? You might be the Isaac and Rebecca. And your children may be the, the Esau. You know, J Jacob, we look back, and when he's named Israel, we look back with fondness on him. But he has a long journey before he gets to be in a godly man. As some of us have had a long journey. Some of us are still working on that journey. And then there may be our, our children that will have a long journey. You know, and, and we sometimes look and say, I don't understand it. But understand, where, where God has you, God, God will provide. You know, this is part of God's plan for Isaac, is to be where he is. To be, to be where he first spoke to Abraham. God speaks to us through our Bibles. Be in your word, day and night. Now, there should not be a day that goes by where you're not in your word. And I, and I don't, don't mean just, just glancing on, the, on, your, on, your, on your phone. But I mean really be in study of the word. Be praying that God would speak to you. Saying, God, what would you have me to do? How can I bring you glory this day? Give me opportunities. 
One thing I've learned over the past several months is if you pray for opportunities, God will give them. You got to be obedient. Because when those opportunities come up, it, sometimes it's easier to look the other way or cross the other side of the street. But God says to be faithful. So I, I encourage you to be faithful. I encourage you as, as Isaac battled those temptations that his father had. When you're battling those temptations, when life is getting hard, you know, at, at the end of the day, you can take the easy way or you can take the hard way. If God is telling you to take the hard way, take it. And understand that it's going to be easy because God is for you. It may not feel as easy at the time when you're going uphill and it's it's muddy and it's rainy and you're slipping and you got scrapes and bruises and you're tired and you're hungry and you ain't got no food. Understand God says he'll give you what you need. He'll give you that daily bread. And he doesn't promise you the Porsche. I'm not driving the Porsche. Although I think that van might be able to take the Porsche but but the, re the reality is we need to submit to God. We need to trust God. We need to be in that place where God's presence is. So when we are, we will hear God speak. And God speaks for one of two reasons. When you see God speaking, He is either going to bless you. You just say amen. You want to be blessed. Or number two, God speaks judgment, wrath. You don't want to hear those words. Usually when you hear those words... Like Isaac did when he wasn't in Beersheba, he's told to turn around and go back. When you're hearing those words, it's because you're out of God's will. You're out of what he has for you. You aren't just some random person. God has sent his son to die for you, to save you. You have a purpose. You're not, you're not just going through life, wait for that day where you get to go home. You're being called to serve the king. Don't commit mutiny. Don't rebel against the king. The king has given you orders. You don't get to say no to the king. He's the one that gives you breath and life and hope and joy. He is the one that blesses you with children and grandchildren. He is the one that blesses us with being able to turn the lights on. We are so very blessed because of our king. Let us serve him this day. Let's pray. Now, Father, Lord Jesus, we give you thanks for this day. We give you praise. God, we ask you to be with us and watch over us. Speak to us, Lord. Let us be in your will. Let us watch over the things you've given us to watch over. If we are in a season of famine, Lord, let us rejoice and give you praise. For, for we know who you are. We know our, our means may be limited, Lord. We, we may not be able to provide in the ways we want to, but we know you're the great provider, the sustainer, the great physician, Lord. You can heal all the, all the wounds we may have. You can heal the hurts of our heart. But most of all, Lord, speak to us and let us be obedient. In your holy name, Jesus. Amen.